no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. New season of America's podcast, Brooklyn's podcast, New York City's podcast, Stereo Bros podcast. It's your boy PL, Patagonias and Lattes. You can add LL Bean and Lattes to that too. Oh, I got a few other brands I ain't gonna pump because I ain't gonna be out here wearing my shit on the train. But it's what? the Stereo Bros. I'm here with my lovely co host. I want you to introduce yourselves. Hat Shepsuit, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jazzy. And we got a special guest today. Sokanista. And we're here at Black Room Studios with our new guy. What's your new IG? Because you changed your joint. What is it now? He's trying to be loved. Created by <laughs> Sam. And he wants to be loved. So make sure y'all go follow his joint and write funny comments on his pictures. <laughs> Do it for me. He wants sexy pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he taking some pictures up there, you know, on his model joint and all that. Like getting his Zoolander on and all that. So. What? <laughs> Yeah, so it's a new season. Our first episode was the 35th episode, the rent episode. Yes. We got some birthdays in here that we got to acknowledge. Ooh, Libra gang. Gang, 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 gang. Got, here with the Libra gang. We got the early Libra gang. We got October. Second. And then we got an October. This past week. We can't there we go. Numbers. There we go. Can't, can't and they, the you know, government. they're both in a, in a good, both in a good... <laughs> They're both in a good age space. Yes. You know, we're not saying no oh, numbers. No, no. We're not I saying no I'm numbers. 35. I just don't want y'all to oh, know my shit. whole birthday. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, uh, Stereo Bros listening public. You know they got show IG. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, damn. So, I, I'm, right. I'm going to sit back and guess <laughs> But for this season, you know, we're going to bring y'all some guests as often as we can. And our guests, all people that are doing their thing in their respective fields. Our first guest is going to tell you more about herself, but what she does is a lot of that, you know, dancing soca stuff that the West Indians do. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm, listen, listen, yeah, I'm going to clean it up because I'm outnumbered a lot to, to one she right now. She has a premiere uh, <laughs> website, dance series, and travel group. I was going to talk it up. She brings the Trinidadian carnival culture to America. Specifically, the Washington, D.C. area. We are pleased to have Sokanisa here that's with good. us. That was nice. That was nice. Ooh, thank Do you for that too? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. We, we dusty wine on special Ooh, special occasions. Clean. That was real clean. That was real clean. So give them the rundown. You know, tell them who, what, why, when, how, all, all things, that. All the things. All right. So, hey, Stereo Bros. Um, thank you for having me first off. Uh, love, love dearly all the people in this room. So I really appreciate y'all bringing me out here today. Uh, so my name is Sokanista. I am the founder of Soka Tribe, and that is Soka with a K. So follow us, S-O-K-A-T-R-I-B-E. We are a gateway community to the carnival culture, and we do that through a variety of ways. We have our dance fitness class. We have a performing group that does a lot of edutainment, trying to educate people about the culture because we are committed to letting everybody know about the true traditions behind the carnival culture. Because, yes, we will mash up, dance up, and all kind of thing, but... There are really rich cultural roots behind those traditions. 
and that celebration. And lastly, as she mentioned, we do have a travel group. So every year for Trinidad Carnival, the mecca of all carnivals, we head back we and. Heard that. <laughs> what about the Canadians? What about travel? So, Toronto, uh, Miami. Respect where respect is due. <laughs> there are all those. Antigua. Those are all amazing carnivals. And what we will say as a carnival expert, you shouldn't compare one carnival to the next because they're it's just different. Different, different mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. But what Music I will say, Trinidad is the mecca, the <laughs> the original dandadas of things. I have a black friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it. <laughs> Anywho, so come with us. Uh, you can check that out at SilkaTribe.life for details on that trip. Uh, I am Brooklyn-born Trinidadian. Uh, it was actually, though, when I moved to Washington, D.C. that I started Silka Tribe because I was literally what we call back home Tabanka for home mm. or homesickness. That's what Tabanka mm. means. So I got there, and as an adult moving to a new city, it's like you don't have the, the safe spaces of your school group or like – and I was actually working remote building – an organization. So yeah. it was like, I was literally out there solo dolo and I was like, I really miss home. Mm. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna teach this dance fitness class thing and we gonna see. I mean, I get to jump up and stay fit every two weeks and meet people who are really interested in this music at the very least. And it really just blossomed. That was four years ago. So we just celebrated our fourth anniversary. Woo! Um, yes. Hashtag four to forever. Cause you know, once you start something, well, when I started, it was like, I didn't know what I, literally, I just said I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, yeah. I'm going to teach this class. We're going to see what happens. And um, I am 15 cities in. Wow. Um, Soka Tribe as a platform Lit. has really pushed me to grow as an artist. Um, I am, I guess I'm going to announce this first time publicly, a three-time grantee winner from D.C. Commission on Arts and Humanities. Woo! I am heading back to Ghana to continue on a project called Return to the Reason. So I will pause because there's so many things that are happening, but that's a little bit about Soka Tribe. Um, I don't know what else y'all want. She's also been on Love of Hip Hop. She's been on Love of Hip Hop too. (laughs) She's a reality TV star and all that, man. First of all, (laughs) so funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I personally was not on Love and Hip Hop. However, my flag was and saying as though I was waving that time. Don't distance yourself from (laughs) from the the show. (laughs) I'm just saying. Because, you know, that's what happens when you start a small business and you're working on a shoestring budget. And I <laughs> the brains, the beauty, and the brawn all, behind all it. All promotion, promotion. All exactly. promotion is good promotion. So what I did when I, I first I saw you started, in there fighting Spice, though. That wasn't you? That was fine. No way. Listen, I don't want problems with that woman. I just, I, I wouldn't be able to take that. I'm not going to lie. I went to, never mind. Um, the thoroughness, you know, yeah, she's, mm-mm. Don't want that problem. But yeah, waving that flag anywhere and seeing where it gets caught because that's just, again, exposure for the brand. Somebody else looking at it, more eyeballs. People hit me up like, oh, and it's just adding it's credibility. It's good when you spot the Soka Tribe flag at a, at a party. Like, Pure oh! good vibes. It, it literally has become a thing where we're like, Soka Tribe, way, everybody. The call and response because we really are about the community that is the connection and freedom that is like the roots and the cause of uh, the ideology behind Carnival. So Dope. That's fire. Mm-hmm. Now that we have you here, you get to, you know, mm-hmm. explore how we do things do this here. Podcasting. Yeah. This is exciting. We're gonna jump right into our, you know, favorite topic. Dun dun dun. Things we miss about Brooklyn. Oh. So much. Th- this week we're going to uh get into a uh, a more <laughs> I don't think it's controversial, but in light of, you know, recent events in the news with, uh, you know, certain people telling on their entire tribe. Um, um, I'm going to talk about, you know, street code and morality in Brooklyn and yeah. how we miss that. And what we mean by that is not like, 
you know, street rules. None of us were corner boys or corner girls. And, no, you know, none of us engaged in criminal activity or nothing like that. Right. But it's more like old Brooklyn had a sense of unspoken morality. Yeah. Right? It's, it's kind of yeah. like people understood, like, don't bump somebody without saying excuse me on a train, on a plane, on a goat, on a boat, on foot. And people were more respectful than disrespectful because disrespect meant mm-hmm. consequences more often than not. Mm-hmm. And in today's New York City, with the influx of a variety of people from other places, you know, transplanted, <laughs> pilgrimed, however they got here, it's, it's a lot more. It's a lot more bumping and a lot less politeness and a lot more scuffing the shoes and yeah. fighting over seats. And I see it all the time. It's like someone with flannel on the beard will take a seat from an old West Indian nurse that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> You got the scrubs on. That's why she wearing the scrubs. You know, I think I think it's because a lot of people come here thinking that New York is is a thing, right? It like New York is has is this gritty place that like it's rough and everybody there has no manners and everyone's cold and they bring that whack ass energy and idea with them and then they act it out in real time and so we've just gotten, I guess a accustomed to it because there's so many people who move here with that attitude and then that's why when we're like yo say excuse me on the train for them it's like the fuck you mean excuse me aren't you new yorkers like you're not into that kind of thing anyway you know what i mean yeah i don't know i I agree um i think the 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 rules and respect are missing yes the gangsters and killers that used to pr- enforce, enforce those, those rules. rules could do without them. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that's that's all I really have to say about that. But I can I can I can understand wanting to like not have lawlessness and at least you know you police each other. If the police aren't policing you, at least you know you police each other out of the code and the respect that you have for one another in the hood. And that might be a little a little lost right now. I agree. I think it's like the lack of consequence because there's no community to like overarching. Like, so we're not as bonded to neighborhoods. There isn't that sense of belonging. So it's just kind of like, I mean, I don't really care about this because it's not, I'm not connected to this area or this right. space. And so everybody's good point. The individualistic aspect of so many different people coming with their own individual things. So the beauty of New York was you can make it here, you make it anywhere. But like Hat said, the whole idea of people bringing their, this is what I thought New York, New York is a place for all the mean people, et cetera, et cetera. And it's so many of them, people who are from what I call old Brooklyn, it's Mm -hmm. like, no, that's actually not what we do. But it's 10 of y'all, it's one of me. Right. And not saying street sense says. (laughs) I should, but you know what? It's actually not worth it. And a lot of old Brooklyn is just like, you know what, I'm out. It's not worth it. Yeah, Yeah. it's not. And even like the community board meetings in my hood is really like owners, and owners, it's not like the transplants that are renting from these people. They're not taking a vested interest in what is really happening unless it's something Girl, that directly yeah. affects them, you know? In Flatbush, it's, it's totally reversed. Oh, really? So many new people from wherever. Oh, oh, really? Vocalizing. Yep. Mm. Yeah. yeah, on Permit Patty. Steel pan. <laughs> on my side, it's it's weird too because it's, it's times in the morning like I'm getting my yard going, you know, jog for those that don't speak corporate. Um, and what the fuck? There's somebody out there like with a dog, and I'm just like, like I watch them make sure that they uh, pick up after their dog, and they'll you know try to say hi and all that. I'm like, 
No, no, I'm not speaking like, to you. I just want to make sure <laughs> you're not you pick that up. in front of my right. house. And <laughs> right. And it was one time like, I told somebody, you got to pick that up. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. And there's another time I saw somebody, house next door to mine, she had her dog, and I'm not making this shit up, had her dog like running in somebody's grass. It was a neighbor that I didn't care for, so I didn't even <laughs> care about that. I was going to get my bike from out, that, out the little alleyway and all that. And I looked at her. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> I kept it pushing. My God! But it's, it's more so like if that was a, like a neighbor I cared for, I'd have been like, "Listen, you can't do that. Don't come back." Like, yeah, I'd have said more. And the other thing too is that you know that person could have you know ran and called the cops. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this this you know person of color tried to like I was so." <sighs> it's a black guy. Right. So. Right. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um. But no, it's 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 whacking that that's disappearing because I remember. Growing up, I got in trouble more with the neighbors than I did with my moms because if she's at work and I'm outside, you know, doing whatever they alleged me to do, whether it be like th- throw a rock at a bus or a egg somebody, right. things I would never do. Exactly. But things that they, <laughs> things that they alleged, um, I'm like, yo, I'm getting away with it, and, and some old lady in the block would be like, oh, I saw that, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then moms come home and be like, oh, so and so say you did so and so, and I'm like. Mom, I would never do nothing like that. Look, I did all my homework. Here's my report card. First two times, mom was like, all right, cool. I believe you. But then after like the fourth or fifth allegation, it was kind of like, right, I think you're out there like really doing something. Yeah. You need to chill out. But that was a good thing because it kept me, you know, more honest and having people on the block knowing that if your parents is at work, you can get in trouble by anybody parent yeah. on the block. And even like the, the goons on the block made sure that you stayed out of goon activity if you wasn't a goon. They looked out for all the girls that was, you know, the good girls. It was like a sense of, self-policing yeah. self-policing right, yeah. and like again just like the mannerisms it was just like um, all the toughest guys I knew were the politest like mm-hmm. they had the most manners mm-hmm. right like all the loudmouths people knew like for 10 loudmouths is, is maybe one like actual tough loudmouth but most of the time like the, the, the real goons was like super calm super nice guys um, and it was just like a very good sense of community mm-hmm. checks and balances mm-hmm. um, and I remember most of the time being on the train guys didn't sit down um, you let women sit down disclaimer though if you're tired or something like that you come from the gym or your leg hurt or your back hurt you can sit down <laughs> what okay I'm curious <laughs> side note what factors do you go through when you do not get up for a, a woman that you may see in the vicinity when you're sitting down wow this is like serendipitous but I was uh <laughs> I was on a train today, <laughs> and uh, so I was carrying a uh, laptop. I had a, whole, had a whole laptop, right? And I had my whole bag full of like work files. Okay. So I get on the train, relatively empty. I'm like, oh, it's lit. I'm about to sit because again, I'm carrying a whole laptop home, um, and a whole bag, right? And you know, it's the end of the day. I'm tired, so I sit down. One woman, about 185 pounds, sits right next to me. And like women spreads, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I right, look over. I'm not really attractive. I right, fine, you know, whatever. Whatever. Because cool. that's what one of the factors, guys. It's a factor. It's it a factor. is oh, a factor. So then that is disturbing. Absolutely. So then at the next, at the next stop, she basically slides over. So now a woman, maybe about two ten, sits down, and she decides that she's gonna to. Women spread even more, but with her arms as well. So I'm boxed all the way in. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that situation, I would have been unable to get up for anybody because she had me boxed in. But the fact is, I use 
is that one, am I tired? <laughs> if yes, I bro. <laughs> Two, do I have anything that I gotta carry? If yes, sorry, bro. <laughs> three, how far do I have to go? And how's the train moving? Because if the train is zooming and I'm only going like three stops, you can have it. Right. But if the train going slow and it's packed, which is another fact that how, how crowded the train is, if it's packed <laughs> and I got to go far and I'm tired and I'm carrying something, <laughs> but I'm not no, going to like, no. I'm not going to put my head down on some, no, like, dub. I'll be on the train sitting down <laughs> on, on IG laughing or whatever. And people are, you know, looking like, why are you sitting down? But I feel like, listen, don't look at the, the guy in the suit as to why he's not getting up. Ask Barquella, Taquell, why they not getting up? <laughs> why? Because they didn't go to work like you did? No. That's not where I was going. Oh, that's I not where know. I was going. I don't know. Where I was going was that don't look to the guy you think is the most respectable to get up. We all got oh. different uniforms on. Okay. So don't okay. judge me by when a student think I got the most manners all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Oh. But I still ain't shit kind of thing. You know, he's like, I need y'all to understand. That dude over there only, with his pants might give you a seat. Only sometimes, I'm, right. Because he's trying to overcompensate and show just because I'm my pants sagging don't mean I got manners. Right. I'm like, don't think I got manners because I got a suit on. So right. polar However, because this suited man is not giving this ugly girl a seat. Right. Okay. Now, Noted. Noted. I always give seats up for young brown children. Okay. Okay. But... but Always, but sometimes I don't. But most of the time, I try to. <laughs> Always, Goodbye. but sometimes I don't. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. But sorry to take us off topic. Uh, but that was just interesting. No, but I do miss those days where there was some sort of like a street code of honor, just just a respect for other people's business. Like, you know what I mean? And then I think that like, as it relates to like, kind of like fashion in a way, I dug that I knew exactly who was hanging out in McDonald's. Mm. based off of the colors everybody was wearing. I knew I liked that I knew exactly what was this territory. You know what I mean? Like and that was that's an essence that I do not I in no way condone gang activity. But it's just a part of old Brooklyn. But it's a part of old Brooklyn and that was in the air. Like Halloween, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Halloween was that you didn't go to school. And I mean, not for very good reasons, but that was still part of the fabric. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah. like, I kind of miss it where I'm just like, damn, these little niggas ain't scared of nothing, yo. They're walking around with flip-flops <laughs> on. They got flip-flops on. Yo. I never wore flip-flops to school because you had to be ready to to right. shake moves. Like, it's different. Different. Different time. But, I mean, the gang activity, we can do without it, right? I yeah. agree. Just like Rikers trying to get rid of the... They're trying to get rid of the biggest jail with all the gangs in New York City. And the uh, Bloods in New York started on Rikers Island. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bill de Blasio is moving to, or he first proposed it and city council just approved the closing of Rikers, I believe, in 2026. 2026. Um, That's like kind of close if you think about it. Yeah. Mm. But um, I read a statistic that said that in like recent years the population has gotten down to like 7000 when it was like in the early 90s it was like in the 20s of yeah. thousands wow, of people that's crazy. so i mean i mean 7000 sounds like a lot but i feel like it could be it could be split amongst the boroughs to house the you know most you know wayward of criminals to keep them behind bars because um we talked about that a couple episodes ago how the state legislature 
had said that um, certain crimes, low-level felonies and misdemeanors are automatically going to be released on their own recognizance in court. So that's automatically going to drop the amount of people that are going to Rikers again. So just interesting. I mean, for for more context, I think that people got to understand that Rikers Island is a jail. It's a detention place. Like mm-hmm. like most people, they are doing less than a year or they're waiting for a trial. And most people they, that do more time than a year are the people that are waiting for, like, you know, murder trials and stuff like that. And if the courts are backed up, like in the Bronx, um, you know, folks will w- want to wait in there for two or three years, which is what happened to um, uh, Browder. Yeah. Um, she, and that shit was terrible. Which was terrible. Like, he was terrible. basically waiting and he couldn't make bail and they kept offering him. For stealing him. a book bag. That he didn't even steal. Right. And um, right. they kept offering him to go home if he pled guilty. But he's like, I'm not pleading guilty to another felony and I didn't even do anything. So um, I do think that the idea of closing Rikers makes sense because I think the Rikers Island stigma and all that's been associated with it is, you know, bad. But if you do these community jails, the next question is, in whose community? Well, that, that's the thing. And yeah. not putting them in Park Slope. <laughs> And not putting them right. on the Upper West Side. Well, the detention center is, 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 is downtown. downtown Brooklyn, yeah, so we'll just keep it there. Just, <laughs> let's, womp womp. Let's just keep it let's there. How this goes. We don't need it to come any further in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but true. I know they're going to get pushed back in Staten Island and Queens. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, and there are jails in Queens because there were, like, past juvenile detention centers and stuff that are closed right now, but once held people, and there there are facilities available to house these people. It's just the community is not really for it. I was just going to say, what is the argument for keeping it? Uh, I think, okay, well, the argument for not doing the bar i don't i think everyone is in agreement that rikers is a horrible place i think the issue is how do you go about changing it and making it more safe um for new york city as a whole and the reason people don't want it in their neighborhoods because they don't want to be walking outside and now you see people on a chain gang going going being transported to court nobody wants their kids seeing that on the way to school like i get that but at the same time you know you have people who are waiting for trials for years and their family has to travel from you know west bubble right. all the way to rikers for, you gotta visit. for a half an hour visit to yeah. come back whereas if they were in their actual communities they right. could just easily go and see their family member you know what i mean and also the other side of the coin is that i've heard that they were trying to thinking of like uh doing like mixed use buildings so you might have a a, a shopping center at the top, and then of uh, a, a floor with inmates. To, what? As they, Absolutely not. As they Wait, this is not a blending charter school as situation. As a part of reintegrating <laughs> them into society, I guess you know. What? So they're gonna go to the mall and I don't like, know. Like, I don't know. There's not a... going to be like the employees at every single time. <laughs> Welcome to McDonald's. Oh. You want an impossible Big Mac? Right. You sure? <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm not for it. I'm not for like that mixed use stuff. Uh-uh. I never forget I was in San Diego. I was in downtown San Diego, um, and I was at a hotel, um, and I looked across the street, and then right downtown is like the jail and the court next to each other, but the jail was like maybe let's say it's like eight stories, mm-hmm. but you could like see inside the jail. So to me, it was just crazy <laughs> as I'm looking. And like on you the can see floor, them, they can see you. On the fourth <laughs> floor, on the fourth floor is like all the women. The fifth floor is like adolescents. The okay. sixth floor is like adults. But it's just it's 
to me, it was it's crazy weird to seeing them to like be in an urban people center. in cages, and mm-hmm. it's like yeah. they working out together. Um, he looks like he about to get beat up, and it's just like you're watching people literally in cages. Shit is crazy. Like it was baffling. And in in Brownsville is a kitty jail next to the precinct. Yeah. And every time you see like the little uh, Department of Family Services yeah. uh, van driving through there, you know they dropping somebody off, and it's like it's like gates on the windows, but you can see like a like a little figure in there about to pull into this jail. Mm-hmm. Shit is crazy. And by wifey's job, there's a uh, jail right there, mm-hmm. like in in in, uh, in Queens, mm-hmm. and I've seen people going in and out of the bus to there, mm-hmm. and I've seen people on the on the bus. Um, that jail is, is people that's coming home from up north that's about to get home, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's like seeing people in a van, all in state greens, and yeah. like to me, it's something like very like jarring about that, right? Mm-hmm. But I've also been by her job, like you know, dropping the car off, whatever, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go get a latte, and someone's like, hey, hey yo, Paul, be hey yo. I could borrow your phone. <laughs> and I, I'm looking and I'm just like, this nigga just like, yeah, 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 he got yeah. that. I just, I just got out tight yeah. flow. And I'm just like, you got to call somebody. You just came home. He's like, N- yeah. <laughs> Yo, you mind real quick? I'm like, yeah. And you try to get a cab, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, appreciate that. I do that now. The first few times I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck that is. But um, that's the, that's the hard part about having them mm-hmm. in the community because mm-hmm. the whole purpose, like you said, of putting in it, putting jails back into the community is to reintegrate because a lot of times when these guys go to Attica or yep. Wendy or somewhere, they go into Buffalo. They go yep. into, you know, eight hours from the city where their family can't see them unless they got bread. Mm-hmm. And we saw what happened in the Exonerated Five right. when uh, Corey Wise moms couldn't drive all the way to, to yeah. Attica to go see him or couldn't yeah. drive to Wendy to go see him. Um, so it's, it's a tough issue. I think right. if you keep Rikers open, which they probably aren't going to, but I think... If you keep it open and you close it, you still got to like reform like the whole system. Well, and you got to train COs to think better and act better. I feel like the focus has been on the physical, like the physical transformation not of Rikers and not the culture, which really is what needs to change. People have a really hard time with cultural change because it's just, it takes longer to accomplish. It's harder to measure. And like just the amount of depth of, I would say, research and like, okay, so we're seeing a difference in how the um, the COs are treating the prisoners. We also see how the prisoners are responding differently to different, just general different environments. And like somebody literally has to invest in that. Mm-hmm. And so the amount of investment it takes to actually say, okay, we're going to do a mindset shift, a cultural change, or just literally mm-hmm. like shift the entire infrastructure of a system that has been going on some, it's, we're doing it this way because it's how we've always been doing it. And it's not a turnkey problem of, all right, you know, we can save $30,000 by doing this. It's something that they have to pour a lot of resources in before they see the benefit of it. And so the quick fix is, all right, well, this is too far for people, so let's get them closer to their families. But yeah. that's not saying let's prepare these communities for these reentering citizens. Let's talk about, like, what are the programs that are bridging the gap between these citizens and the community mm-hmm. versus, like, all right, we got caged people. Mm-hmm. And treating them like caged people and then putting them out into the world and expecting everybody to just be like honky-dory because yeah. they move locations. Mm-hmm. Like, that's trash. And, mm-hmm. you know, part of that same thing, too, I, I think, is that when you talk caging people, you got COs, and I know, sorry, corrections officers, who basically get on the island and they act like, oh, like, I see them posting memes about, like, prisoners. And it's just like, that's yeah, that's somebody's, like, so, yeah. family. Yeah. And, you know, they've ended juvenile solitary confinement on Rikers Island. 
But there's been articles about them sending people as far to as other, Albany yes. to other counties and still putting them in, yes. um, in solitary. I saw that. So it's stuff like that, like being in, in, in solitary for, you know, months and months and months, basically in a closet. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, like there's, there's a lot of mental issues that take place and a lot of like mental mm-hmm. strain that comes with being incarcerated that nobody talks about. So even if you put people back in the community, you got to give them resources to actually re-enter. Right. And yeah. you have to train COs and cops and judges and everybody on like the actual socioeconomic and mental yep. aspects of incarceration. So until they do that, I don't know how much it's really going to change. I would take it as far as to say that you have to train medical professionals. You, you have to train. You have to train everybody. Clergy. Mm-hmm. You just have to get everyone on the same page in terms of what that person's going to need emotionally in order to succeed in a community. Because people get treated like pariah mm-hmm. when they come out of prison. And like I've had when back in my mobile crisis days, like a lot of my. Um, patients were like ex-cons and stuff they've been everywhere and like they were they amongst themselves they had built community so they kind of didn't need you know anybody any external validation but like people wouldn't afford them the same rights or even the option to voice an opinion you know like they were beneath them in Mm -hmm. a way for things that they deserve too right And and i think sometimes we forget that they are as much as you know Yes, there are people in Rikers that didn't do stuff, but there are people there that are some killers and deserve to be there. The killers are there as well. But at the same time, even killers deserve a certain level of uh, humane treatment. Mm -hmm. And the facilities that are currently at Rikers aren't inhumane. Like, it's not, it's really not fit for people to be staying there. In addition to the lack of humane treatment while there and afterwards, there's also the concept of like, how do you support people and understanding like is the whole isn't the whole point of prison to rehabilitate right right and so this right. idea that like you went to you went into essentially you're on punishment right mm-hmm. we're yeah. taking you out of the real world we're yeah. putting you in this constrained environment so that you know how to, it, that's what's jacked up as i say it i'm like there it is like we're taking you out, we're putting you on punishment for something you did in the real world where you had this freedom we're taking away your freedom putting you in this environment to prepare you to go back into the real world yeah because if that were the case then when you put them in this environment like any training space you want to put them in a it's space like that's where, similar so to let, the, let's put yeah. you in a place where you can learn to exercise so mm-hmm. whether it's even if it's like okay so yeah we shut down everything forever but like thinking about why you have them in this confined space how are they being prepared themselves because the fact is I, I totally agree with Het in terms of you should be training everybody in mm-hmm. the in the world for that but that also then puts the burden on everybody yeah. for their problems right True. so a reverse an, another option would be like okay so as a person who as a returning citizen what do I need to know as I move into these different spaces so that I'm better prepared and like that's all people pretty much can do because as an employer, is it my like do I really have to go that extra mile to like that's technically mm-hmm. Eh, mm-hmm. that's not you 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 chose that path, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I don't think necessarily that burden should shift, but I definitely think we are doing a trash job of rehabilitating citizens, whether it be from jail time, whether it be from mental illness, like all that stuff. There's a whole bunch of ways that get people into the system and just keep them in the system yeah. it's like we don't want you back like i think we are set up in a way like oh you messed up well yeah. we're gonna tell you you're gonna be okay or we're gonna give you these pills and be like you're gonna be fine you can come back but on the real like they don't prepare people and yeah. you can't expect the switch to just have mm-hmm. you back into regular society yeah. so yeah it's definitely like a class of undesirables 
You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. And like, even when you think of some of the people that are going into Rikers for what offenses that they're committing, you know what I mean? We we just talked right. to Arkley Brown over like, I definitely have had patients who, you know, they were thrown in Rikers several on several occasions for mm-hmm. like sleeping on a train bench or something. You right. know, and like I think, and I think that legislation that I was talking about, those are the people that are gonna be released. Yeah, you know, but. At the same time, you don't necessarily want somebody that's charged with burglary. Right. Being like, okay, you can go home, come back to court next month. Right. Like, right. you know, it's, 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 it's yeah. It's a, it's a delicate, a delicate balance. Yeah, we ain't figured uh, out yet, but they're out here. Uh, that's a fact. Oh, I mean, that's a deep one. Um, the roots did go deep in that conversation. They do go deep. Yeah. I think it's all rooted in, you know, <laughs> another key issue in our community which is the n-word mm. and you know oh boy here comes the deep water i'm treading the deep water i got my <laughs> life jacket on and all that um oh boy <laughs> so governor cuomo <laughs> used the n-word in describing his people Sorry. over uh i guess uh anger over them not giving and I don't even know her name, but some Italian saint, a statue. Oh, yeah. And he, he basically so said, no, no, nah. <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> so his wife said, no. Nah, and no. Cuomo was like, well, when we got here, we were called nigger wops. Or, mm-hmm. And he said that. And he's like, but for context, you know, I'm saying nigger, but I'm saying nigger wops. Right. And he asked him about it. He, he, said, like, he said, part of my language. He, he said, part of my language, but nigger wop. He's like, what? <laughs> nigger, 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 nigger. <laughs> <laughs> he did not do that. Now he ain't doing it. And then um, the Yo. the meatball from uh, Jane the Virgin. Well, oh, Gina oh Rodriguez. God. This is Gina Rodriguez. Yes, yeah. Gina Rodriguez was singing a song, and she's like, "Nigga, nigga, 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 nigga." I mean, I saw it in a different movie. Um, and I was like, "Yo, she's like a decent actor, like right, cool." But now she out here saying the N word. She canceled. But then on uh, Basketball Wives, not that I watched that on purpose. I watched it a couple times, a couple seasons by accident, four seasons, whatever. But (laughs) Evelyn Lozada um, called the uh, uh, Asian co-host Ling Ling, but then called an African co-star, I mean, yeah, co-star. Yeah. um, Basically said she looked like an orangutan. Which is fucking um, ridiculous. And I think that then she's like, oh, I'm not racist. You know, I've slept with like a lot of black guys. That's and and I've, <laughs> Sorry. She said, I'm black. Right. Basically trying to play the black I'm card. Puerto Rican. Conveniently. So I guess the question is, at what point do we have to, like, oh, is shit. it too late to draw that line? On, on who, who can say the N-word in a second? If we do draw the line is, but I'm black too with defense for using the word. Oh, shit. Here's how I feel, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I, um, I don't mind the word nigga at all. I don't mind the word nigga at all. Um, I think if you're black, it is part of your genetic makeup. You can go ahead and use that word, right? You can go ahead and use that word. I think when it comes to Latin people, it gets very complicated. I was going to ask you, can a Malana negra say the word? A Malana negra? She might, she might maybe say the word. The only reason why I say might could maybe is I don't know if she's conveniently Afro Latina too. Erica like, you know Mena. what I mean? Or because she had no choice. I right, so we're gonna matter. pick five names. Erica Mena, can she say it? 
No. Since Antenna. Nah. J Lo. <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> no, you know what? No, fuck no. Mark Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sonia Sotomayor. Yes. Fat Joe. Yeah. But why? So So that's why, why I was that's why I was flip flopping on J Lo because J Lo has a track record where she could not Okay, so let me give you some context. She dumped Diddy after the club got shot up. No, true. That just means that she's not thorough. It don't mean that she don't like black people. Not writer. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> not a writer. Not a writer. It doesn't mean that she doesn't love black people. There are there are people who are Afro Latina, Afro Latino, and Latino X, Latina X, Latinx. Latina yeah, Latinx. Um, who I think identify with their blackness from the very beginning, and it's very hard to not be able to see that in their like life. Right. And I think that's why I say J-Lo. OK, because like from in living color straight through like this girl kind of hasn't been able to leave that part of the culture alone. Right now, when it comes to people like um, who is another person that you named? Mark Anthony. No, not even since Santana. Right. I don't know, because she did a fabulous Joe Button. Yeah, but uh, did she did fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. They, that was a thing at one point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably name more, but we so, won't. I don't know. So then maybe Sin too. I don't know. I just, I just. Here's my my only issue is just the fact that it is it. I don't know. People are not going to be excited about this, but it is very. It has been a part of my experience to witness a lot of Latin people just conveniently be black, depending on what community they're affiliated mm. with at the moment, mm. and when mm. they go home or when they connect with other Latin people, the first moment they get a chance to talk shit about these black people and their fucking cocolos types and their feel and their, their their facial structures, their hair, their whatever, they take it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've known Latin women to fuck a bunch of black dudes and say to their Latin homegirls, they never gonna take that nigga home. Like he don't have he cannot breed children with them because they they align with whatever the fuck the philosophy is at home. But if you put them in that black ass under under a funded public school that all the rest of the black kids are at, they fucking all the black boys in there. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and I just I'm I'm sorry. I would want for us. I'm Haitian, so you know this is like in this is this, like extra. That's your yeah, island. That's your island. It's that's extra your personal island. because like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. How you give niggas freedom and they turn around and and be like, no fuck you, you less than me. Right. How is that possible? Fucking Cocolo. Right? You know, so like I see it all the time, the interplay, like, and then when they retroactively took the um, um, nationalization from Haitian people in DR, like they were black people who were who never knew anything about being Haitian. They were Dominican, mm-hmm. yep. but were also kicked the fuck out the island. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Like I just, I just, I can't. It's really hard for me when we're in this speed. Sometimes I feel like we're in this sprint to mm-hmm. get to equality, and I'm like, no niggas. We're not done exposing shit, shit here. Like, <laughs> we're not done. And if we took it a step further, granted, this is about Latin people and, and you know, like, and black people. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you even dissect the Caribbean and so can you, so you hear mm-hmm. the amount of xenophobia in the Caribbean is ridiculous. What does xenophobia mean? Essentially, just kind of like putting down another person's culture because you feel like yours is like superior. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard, I've heard such such hurtful things and then people will turn around when it's convenient and be like oh this is my blood clot blah blah blah, blah. You- I said that stuff when I was younger I didn't mean it when I, when <laughs> I didn't mean it I mean I rock with the Haitian sock pot saying all that man I was young but even I mean, being Haitian I mean it I mean it being Haitian has only been 
cool for like the last two, three years. Nah, nah five years, months. five years, five. I'm going to say five to ten. Five to ten. Five to ten. Because in the 90s, forget in the early 2000s still. To a degree. Why that was La Manger Chocolat. Soka, soka. Soka, soka. La Manger Chocolat. It changed up. I'm outside. I'm outside. You outside. But I know what? Okay. Patagonia's and lattes are the perfect. Like, because they know. That's the joy. You That's the song. Teaching That's the song. You're teaching him? My God. You're fully exposed to different cultures because you grew up in Brooklyn, right? But I grew up around y'all and I never really appreciated y'all coaches until I was like grown and shit, which is kind of crazy. Well, I mean, Ish. it's a, but you knew of it. You just wasn't, you weren't, you weren't buying in, but you right, were right, aware right. of right. it, That's right? True. Very true. And so I think that like, like cultural hubs like a New York, LA, Miami, yeah. even Ch Chicago, like big urban centers, we, you know, at the end of the day, we're in, like you said, we're in the same schools. Word. You know what I mean? It's black and Latin kids and guess what? We all brown to the police mm -hmm. and we're getting lumped together, being treated similarly breeds a, a type of community and, and camaraderie mm -hmm. amongst it's a common it, experience. And a common experience. Yeah. So for me, I'm thinking in, in, in junior high and high school, that wasn't out of place for me to hear a Spanish person say, say a, I said Spanish, a Latin person. We'll be from Brooklyn. A Spanish person <laughs> saying, right, right, everybody was Spanish. Right. Spanish person saying, uh, the, saying the N word, right? I'm saying the N word, nigga. Like, right. and, and, and not nigger with the hard R. They yeah. like, what up, my nigga? Like, right. that's we Bush, we went to school in Bushwick, right? Oh, oh, yeah, nigga, nigga, yeah. nigga. That's all you hear all day, nigga. You know, so like to me, it's not, and, and but I think I could see someone, let's say a black person from down south that has no exposure right. to Latin people at all. They're yeah. like, the fuck? What? Yeah. Like, yeah. where are you, where are you coming from with this? You yeah. know what I mean? And then it's kind of like, well, who is it to say, you know, in, that they can't say that? Because they're not saying nigger. Like, and I don't, and yeah. like No, that. but I think the problem is that half of them are when you're not paying attention or where you're not in the room and that's the problem. Mm. It's not so much that like, oh, you know, you're not saying nigger in the moment. When you go home and you talk to abuela, you're uh -huh. fucking telling abuela okay, this nigger this bitch yeah, right. at your school did right. X, Y, and Z. And then you come outside and you still said nigger bitches husband, boyfriend, <laughs> or whatever. My like old barbershop was in Washington Heights and let me tell you, I've never heard that word used so much every three seconds. I've been in the barbershop like this just like sitting back eating like an empanada just like chilling mm -hmm. and I'm talking to the barber and like like my homeboys and we just I'm sitting back just chilling in the, in the barbershop and dudes walking yo nigga nigga yo yo nigga get the, the nigga and the nigga and then DK nigga yo it's like every <laughs> sentence DK nigga yo DK nigga it's like they're using that shit like what? every other every other sentence and I'm sitting back I can I think that should be the name of this episode yeah, yeah, DK, DK nigga and my man's shit, I, I yo but that, my man's, that. shout out to my man's Uli. He was like, yo, bro, like, don't say nothing. Because he, he saw my face. He was like, yo, yo, this is how it is in the Heights. I'm like, I'm looking. I mean, I was out number like 15 to 1. So I wasn't going to be like, hey, stop saying that in this barbershop. I wasn't going to do that. I'm not dumb. But I'm like, bro, like, what's happening here? Yeah. And then, like, he told him, it's like, yo, like, my, like, my man right here is black. So he's not used to y'all. Like, and they all looked at me like, Yo, my bad, like, yo, my bad, son. I, I, I meant nothing by it. That's just how we talk in the heights. 
And it was just like, yo, what you need? A nutcracker? It offered me mad stuff on some like, yo. I appreciate that gesture. Which was cool. Yeah. But they started telling uh, Puerto Rican jokes. Mm. And these jokes is vicious. Yeah. I'll tell you one. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yo, yo these dudes said, why do Dominicans put their garbage out in clear bags so the Puerto Ricans could go window shopping? Oh, They had jokes for days. Oh. I was like, you know what? I understood what they were saying. Basically, they were saying is like, like, they were respectful because I was in the room, but, you know, one of the older guys was basically and you, like... And you look like you might be Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. There goes that Manila. The colorism... <laughs> there goes that the Manila. Manila. The colorism on this, on, this, on this platform is real. First some, first some um, inter-office envelope color. Yeah. To this day... To this day, I cannot get an into office joint. I'm like, yo, don't bring it in one of them envelopes. He bring it like. Sen- he being sensitive. Now I'm being sensitive. He okay. Being sensitive. Listen, we I'm. Talked I'm about that whole Dominican. Um, now being sensitive, right? I'm. I'm just saying, your skin tone looks like you could be Dominican. It's the, a possibility. To the 73rd precinct, I look like nigga. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. They but ain't going on it, word. Like in that situation, I didn't necessarily. Like, I wasn't cool with it, but then I went to school with mad Dominicans. <laughs> mm-hmm. They say it more than we do. Yeah. So. I mean, they're part of the, they're part of the cultural fabric, so it's going to be hard for them to not say it. Just because they got good know? food don't mean they can say it, though. But that's the you thing. Know you mean? know what? You know what makes this muddled? <laughs> good liquor, too, but. You know what makes this muddled? You know what's, the, the liquor is good. Um, what makes this muddled is, like, the interplay between, I think, when it comes to things like dating Right, right, because I'm I'm gonna say it, and and please don't flame go. me. I'm gonna say it. Here we go. It. Here we go. Mm. I'm mm. gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> she about the OD. I think that you know what doesn't help is like the interplay between black men dating Latin women, and you know and how that she read too many books. She read too many books, bro. How that plays out in them either selecting a black woman to date at the same like you know the date as well or not at all because similar to the argument when like. Oh, um, you know when people want to make fun of a a, a black guy who's da- who chose to date a white woman, mm-hmm. and they if they had to pretend to be him, they would say things like "black girls have too much attitude" or whatever the case may oh, be. Oh, right, right. The same things are said by black men you dating a, Latin. What books women. are you reading? Because this is just like. Listen, I'm just. This is just. I, I feel like this I've is the heard. narrative. I mean, I haven't really heard much about this lately, but I definitely think in like yeah, college and stuff this that was, was like a narrative. narrative. Like it was like the you know there were the Latin women to get away with some things that black women could not. You know what I'm saying? Or like my attitude was spicy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it was spicy. They're passionate. If they did it. Y'all are angry. It's what they would say. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. But the thing with that. the with right nigga, <laughs> nigga not the n word, but nigga. So what's your criteria? Because earlier when you was talking, you made some valid points, but I wanted to ask you, what's your what's your line? Like who can I really who can say? I, I no, vary no, 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 day to say, day. This is why I can't. So to my you, can she say it? Oh, no, don't ask me. I don't know. But that's because hard. That's, like, it's, it's hard because to me, it's like, what's your background? What Eric like Mena. what's No, what is your background? What is your experience? You know, like I was even saying earlier, like I, I hear British rappers saying nigga. Like, yeah. that's not a thing there. Yeah. That's not a word that they normally use. But because, black? The, yes, black, black people, but they're not, uh, they're Africans brought to either Jamaica or Nigeria, I mean, yeah. or stayed in Nigeria and have yeah. have emigrated to, to Britain. They've never had any experience in American culture with American, you know, baggage. racism or baggage of the actual word nigger, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, like, being in London and you running around, yeah, bruv, these niggas, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's all for the culture. Yeah. And the issue, I think, here is that we have a culture where we use that term loosely and we use it a lot in our music and people love our culture. So how can we expect them not to, like... Like, blah, 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 take it out, out every, every, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think, the songs and it's like I just you can't think get rid it's of a it. lot. I would love for it to happen in theory. Like, to me, I don't think it's a lot to ask white people to be like, look, y'all got everything else. Y'all got white privilege. You got this. Just don't say one word. Right. Like, why? what is wrong with that? I don't care. But I do word, think it gets word. muddled when it comes to Latin people or people with Latin heritage who, yes, of course, it's undeniable that they have African influence. But because of the color of their skin, a lot of times they do not have the same experience. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you, they might have the same. There's black Mexicans. There's yeah. black Puerto Ricans. There's black Dominicans. You know, there's black Brazil. Like, there are people. And guess what? Black people are marginalized across the, the globe. Board, absolutely. Across the globe, they're marginalized. Absolutely. And they feel some sort of racism. But am I... Am I going to feel a way if some light-skinned, you know, fair-skinned, white, Caucasian, Argentinian is over here saying, yeah, nigga, but I'm Spanish. There's probably some black down my line, but, like, you don't present that way. No one would would treat you in the manner of a black person. Like, what is is the line of, like, who is black enough to say, I don't know if it's, like... I I will say one thing. I'll say that... um, like my family from down south, they not with nobody. It, it don't even want me saying that. Yeah. Yo, go to like, like uh, Gullah parts of South Carolina. Go to go to like the Hickson, like North Carolina, Georgia parts where they are like living next to like the KKK. Yeah. They don't. They, they do not want nobody saying that word. Yeah. And it's it's because they're a lot closer to, you know, uh, Strom Thurmond and mm-hmm. and and Senator a lot and all them people. Yeah. And even in, in in uh, South Carolina, last time I was down there, there's a statue of a uh, I think it's Strom Thurmond, mm-hmm. like in the in the Capitol, and I was like trying to spit on the statue and stuff like that. And <laughs> people are walking by, like taking pictures of it. It's like when you're in the South, you're reminded of how Absolutely. crazy it was yeah. not that long ago. Yeah, and it's just mm-hmm. like yeah, the generation before mine, and even like my grandfather's so that's two generations. They are they're still very right. like they're still very adamant about yeah. like they were hearing the hard ERs. Yes. They were hearing so, those hard ERs. Yeah. So it's 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 traumatizing. But I think for us it's like especially somebody growing up in New York, my parents are Caribbean, like that's not like nobody they wanna be called niggas in, in back in the seventies and, and they they weren't. So there's not that level of like I don't wanna say awareness of but of it's a different trauma. experience. It's a different the experience. The trauma difference. Like even with us I remember when we were in um, when we were in high school. It was like the coconuts in the country, Bamas. It's like my parents aren't talking about the civil rights movement in the same way. It was right. like my parents, like, oh, I walked in the Independence Day in Trinidad when they before we first got. Like that is a very different what type of I would say generational mm-hmm. um, trauma, baggage, whatever you want to call generational experience. And so I think when back to um, Jazzy's point about who can say the word versus not, it's like what has been your experience with it, right? And the fact is by looking at somebody, you don't know what their experience is. And so the I feel like the judgment and the anger does come from, okay, so I've borne, me or my ancestors have borne the burden 
that was associated with this word at some point in time. You didn't you you didn't have to go through that stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> so much going Add on. Add a mixer. Here. It's gonna get a lot stronger. <laughs> right. Really? <laughs> oh no. The mixer's okay. there for color, girl. Straight color. Um. So you know. That, that's the problem. It's like we can't, it's really hard for us to strain and, and decide with one sweeping rule. Like these people have had enough credibility and have had enough burden or have had, had been, I guess, marginalized enough to use the word. Because that's what it seems like the commonality is, right? Like if you had the negative experience with it, for some sort of negative experience, then it might be better mm-hmm. because you're identifying with the black experience. But we don't, you can't really judge that. So what's our, what's our end I don't know. I honestly don't think you can draw the hard line. I don't want to be in a concert with little white kids saying nigga, 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 nigga. I don't. I I will slap them, but I don't think, especially when it comes to Latin. I mean, the Cuomo thing. I wasn't that offended. I think he was trying to say maybe they were saying nigger wops. Maybe like why can't <laughs> it's a different maybe that's what N word wops. You know they said N word wops. He said N word wops. He could have. He but he didn't. He did. And you know why? Because he don't. He. Yo, he's like a swaggy, like he do what he want in Albany. I like know people that that work with that man, he's definitely one of those kind of guys that is like. I gotta be careful what I say here. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is I can see him saying that. Exactly. Yeah. I could too. Like I like I mean I he wanted to get the 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 point, uh, across. The point across, so he used the full word. I didn't I didn't take offense to it, but then again, you know. I don't have the same experience and that someone else does. There's friends that I had in college that had a nigger written across their their locker. Like, wow. I don't, or their room door, their dorm room door. Like, I That's crazy. I did That's not crazy. have that experience. But I, if I were them, I would feel just as traumatized by it, yeah, you know? I definitely feel like I'm having, in my adulthood, more of a learned experience about being born and black in America. Yeah. Because growing up, I feel like in this... In this Caribbean community, because that's how I felt like Brooklyn is. It, Brooklyn is a very Caribbean community. Like, it's not something that we talked about. It's not mm-hmm. something that was like, oh, my God, I'm feeling the burden of my blackness in this way. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, we yes, we did hear the twice as hard. You know, you, you get your education, because that's the only thing they can't take away from you. So, yes, there was those, those general things. But just this deep-seated, the white folks against us is not... But that's a conversation for another day because yeah. I honestly think that is the uh, crux of the uh, American no, Caribbean beef. No, I agree. Because I totally agree because it, it's different. It's just different. Like, I remember asking my dad about He's like, I didn't know of no racism before I came here. And like, yeah. he, he's just like, he's the, his prime minister, the president of his country looks like him. So, like... He's not thinking of, you know, and, and uh, so that's, that, he that's, can't, that he can't do this or he can't attend, ascend or achieve certain things in the yep. way somebody who has never seen a person in leadership that looks like that. And I had to school my in-laws on that because my in-laws are Bajan. They came from Barbados. So it's like I would tell them stories about things that happened mm-hmm. in high school with the cops. And it was just like, what did all you do? <laughs> no, what, right. what did all you do? It was all your children. Like, or, or something like, you know, not all cops are bad and then. Like, I had to, like, educate them. And it's like, at first, it, it was skeptical. But now it was like, they know that I only talk what I know, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, I, I talk based off of fact. So it's like, my in-laws, like, they get it. But it's like the extended family now. But, like, what'll happen is that there'll be, like, a huge dinner. And someone will say, you know, I don't understand why, you know, I've been in this country 
15 years or 20 years and I got a house and I, this and the third and people been here all their right, life. Right, right, right. And they'll be like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then I'm like, hey, what's happening in here? What are you guys talking about? No, because it, it, it's real. Like I, And then um, I have to kind of tell them, it's like, yo, like there's people in my family that came from the South with nothing mm-hmm. and went on to become captains of corrections and do great things. Mm-hmm. It's people in my family that also, you know, opened up projects, like the, the first tenant in certain projects. Mm-hmm. And people that I know that grew up in the same apartment as the father, grandfather, and great grandfather. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that um, there's any reason why certain people make it and some don't outside of certain circumstances. But I think that some Caribbeans fall into this trap of feeling like, oh, these Americans are lazy. I got here and look what I did. And it's just like. Different. They had different it's mindsets. Not, no, no, but it's not always that cut and dry. No, well, and it's not that cut and dry, but I do think there is a correlation between you and, you know... Self-limiting beliefs. Self-limiting beliefs. Based and on previous being, trauma. And, and, and what you see, because some people need to see certain things in order to believe they can achieve it. And if you don't see somebody that looks like you running a bank or, or you know, doing certain things in a community or being president or... You don't think that you can do that. Like, I always, I remember I had a conversation with, like, one of my old coworkers that is white guy, and we were talking about this. He's like, so what do you mean you think we need to send, like, a Tony Robbins-type person, you know, into the, each project to, like, Stop. give them, like, Stop. self- Stop. Like, Stop. Like, Stop. Stop. Not even T.D. Jakes? No, no, no. next white man. And then to the project. He, like, he does like self-help, like, yeah. like uh, lectures. I want to say like evangelist, self-improvement, life-changing. Yeah. Like, like Billy Graham? Motivational, yeah. right. Motivational. Like, but, but, yeah, motivational speaking. But on a, um, a megachurch type level. Right, like a, like a life coach. But I, really what I wanted to stress is just that you just don't, like, if you don't, some for some people, if they don't see it, they don't think they can achieve it. I'm going to say. I, and I think it's a fair, you should see. Like, no, look at it, what like what's happening now in, like, media seeing all the, all the diversity and the diversity and i feel like that is just so you know encouraging to people and that wasn't happening like and literally 10 years ago so and we didn't have those examples and so now you have people like okay you got kids saying okay i want to be an influencer i want to start my own this i want to because we've seen it and seen it work but i i i agree the whole there is a divide because we, we all grew up with the whole like them Yep. Being a being a Caribbean child like them, American children, there was something different. But I also think it's because they're coming from a different space. And like for me, it's a lot about educating, and understanding. Like recently, I read this book called Sister Citizen by Melissa Harris Perry, and just the the structure and hey, the so. way she <laughs> <laughs> the way she broke shit down about the burdens that Black women carry. Uh-huh. I was like, uh, because you know, Bay is Caribbean, and I was like, you want to read this? Because there's there's some conversations that you're just not getting. Keep that book far from Miley. Nah, I, I only hear read no books and fill up her mind up with that that bye. mumbo gumbo. Listen, bye. But bye. It, just again, in terms of how. How much historical things are built into the systems that we are currently living in that affect the way we act, and it's just like as Caribbean. Shepsu, I'm gonna tell you what the problem is. Oh, they come Wait here, a minute. think they're the best dancers, take all the jobs, oh. buy all the houses. You hear this? Yeah, no. Get your man. Hey, I can't. No, that's your man. Get your man. <laughs> e, get your man. That's that's really what it is. Somebody sir, take his mic, sir. Yo, we've been looking. For the off button. You ain't going to find pa- it. 
for for two seasons. Three. This is the third season. I'm hot out here. I'm selling merch. I'm hot. We've been waiting for <laughs> Sam to show us where the button is. I personally have asked for the button live several, several times. Listen, outside of this, me and Creative Sam have built two closets now. Two closets. Annoying. Taking several trips to Home Depot. Y'all like, got, got an Ikea bond? Is that what this is? Nah, Home Depot. Home Depot. Home Depot. Oh, like from Been scratch? Been Ikea too. Yeah, but we out here building stuff. And when from I say scratch. we, it's him doing most of the work and like showing At least you know stuff. your role. Right. <laughs> At least you're being honest. I, it's so in, um, there's this thing called the the plight of the first generation Caribbean American. Where is it? Yes. Oh, okay. What was y'all? It is. It's the plight. What and was it, y'all? And it's a conflict. It's the first generation Caribbean American yeah. conflict. And so, uh, in college, I minored in African studies, and this was the. I got paint thrown on me at Juve in my school clothes, but nobody talks about that. Listen, but you, <laughs> how many Juves did you attend? How many Juves have you? Had? Okay. Three. Okay. Three. How many Juves did you attend? Tree, 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 tree. So like, I only wore American flag to one. After that, nah. You had to claim. You had to <laughs> I had to claim. Country. I think one year I claimed Jamaica. Next year I claimed GT Massive. I think that the 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 plight of the first generation Caribbean American. <laughs> Explain the plight. Hat, Thank you the very plight. much. Thank you very much. Okay. Yo, basically, it's just that like when you're home, right? When I'm home, I'm Haitian. It is Haiti. It is Port-au-Prince inside my house. And then when I go outside, it's whatever the hell, it's wherever the hell I live. Your parents come here with whatever messaging has been given to them in the Caribbean about black people over here. And they come here and they think their work ethic might be better. They might think that they're more focused. They might think that you guys are a little bit lazier because all these advantages have been here. And what they don't realize is that even though they might identify as Jamaican, right, they might qualify for scholarships and things that were like place there for african-americans right but because nobody is checking like you get to say african-american and they'd be like all right yep she looks black so it works out right so like on the on the other end for the for the person who is american for the first generation in the family you don't know what to be right you don't know what to take from and i think you know as it relates if we go all the way bring and bring this thing full circle when it comes to like the use of the word nigga like these households some of these Latin people are coming from households that very much align with some of the colorist, you know, mm-hmm. racial stuff that happens in that indigenous land, in Dominican Republic, in Cuba, in here, in here. But when they're here, the experience matches that of the of African Americans that are here or other types of black people that are here. And so they may feel a lot more aligned with the word, you know, in that sense. I think it comes down to personal integrity. I think if you're going to have a conversation in your living room with abuela and you're going to call your homeboy a niggerette or whatever you're going to call them, then, you, then you, you cannot. And it, it's up to us, the people who own that word, right? If your boy, if you hear your man say that behind closed doors, something that's a little funny, maybe when he's talking about a girl he doesn't, he's not attracted to or something like that, those things are very telling of a person's character. So if a black person is in relationship with someone who might be black, and just another expression, or not black at all, I think it's your responsibility to be like, yo, my man, like, what's that hot shit you just said about this girl with the kinky hair? What you said, fucker? Right, because when Jay-Z comes on, you getting ready to, to scream, nigga, nigga, what did you say? <laughs> nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> That's you, you know what I'm saying? As soon as the opportunity yeah. presents itself, so I think it just comes down to personal integrity. Well, one thing I will say is I got two close friends. One is a mix of... Ecuadorian and Colombian and others Dominican and mm-hmm. I've been to both of their cribs yeah and 
it kind of gave me the prep, like, yo, um, just so you know, like, my family, you know, they, they look at blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I walked in, and it was just like, I walk in, and Abrella's giving me the Ancelotta Rojo. That's red potato salad for those that don't know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting, like, mad love. And then my other, my other people was, I went to the crib for an event, and the family was there. And it was like, oh, this is your classmate. So it was all love. Yep. So I think um, in context, if they see you as, like, oh, this is, like, my my child's classmate or my child's um, you know, co-worker, mm-hmm. they're equating you with a certain level of like safeness or a certain right. level of like But if they don't respect he's you different. If they don't respect you or won't wouldn't accept you as your their 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 family members equal yep. in terms of partnership and like yep. the ability to be equally loyal, that's where it becomes a problem because yep. that's a value judgment on your character. And like if you gonna be saying that we not on the same level, then you definitely don't need to be using any types of words that have worn any type of baggage for me because no. No, that's that's a super valid point. I'm not even gonna, you know, try to. Sokanista came that. up in here and kicked the whole room down. I wouldn't that's say she exactly. kicked it down. I'd say that she made some valid points. Okay? <laughs> There's no room to be kicked down. Sam, where that button at? But Sam, exactly. Sam, Sam built this search room. and destroy. What Sam? What Sam built? You can't destroy. What Sam built? You can't destroy. Hello. He built the room. He built the room. It's not being destroyed. But she made some valid points. Yes, very valid. Very valid. So, ladies and gentlemen, check your friends. If they not, if they not rotting. Right, if they're not thoroughbred behind closed doors, we probably shouldn't be allowing them to say, you know, sing Meek Mill's lyrics. But what they can say is a what word? <laughs> ooh, ooh, kill him, ooh, kill him, ooh, kill him. <laughs> Today's woke word, ladies and gentlemen, are we ready? Is Polkertude. Say it with me. Polkertude. Ladies and gentlemen, polkertude is another word for beauty. I'll use it in a sentence. When a woman claims her full hot girlness, she increases her polkertude. I'll use one too. <laughs> her, Finger snaps. Her areolas have a lot of polkertude. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> no? And just like that, she became an object again. <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Now you're playing the uh, the Me Too card, huh? Listen, I'm I'm not a misogynist. I have a daughter. Oh I can't be. I can't this be a misogynist. I can't be a misogynist. This is the no. new word. It's like, yo, you know, I used to treat women this way, but when I had a <laughs> daughter, word, that's crazy. Cues <laughs> no. Nas' daughters da, 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 da. for the daughters for the fellas with daughters. We call them for the fellas with daughters. We call them. No? No. Instant headache. <laughs> I'm just saying, I also have a wife and sisters and a mom. And yeah, but it didn't change. It didn't change daughter. <laughs> anything until you had a daughter. I have a daughter. Because now all of a sudden, all the things that were that in your, your approach, you, the way you came mother. at things, the way you viewed the world suddenly changed because yes. you had a daughter. Yes. <laughs> next segment. Let's go next segment. Let's... <laughs> I'm not going to stand for this. <laughs> no, no, seriously. But that, ladies and gentlemen, that's the word poker too. So Thank it you. means like beauty. It means beauty. Mm-hmm. So next time you're trying to wow somebody. So you know. I'm amazed by like you. your mind. Ooh, I'm so connected. So that wine, make it make it carnival specific. That wine was pokerturious. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wine emphasize her pokertude. It's it's pokertude. Yeah, yeah. Um, the pokertude in the artistry and her whining had Ooh. me baffled. Ooh. It made me think she has a pokertuous head. No. Sorry. Right. Woo. Sorry. Uh, Sam, I'm just trying to Sam. make correlations. Sam. Listen, 
Fo- forward with the button, Sam. Forward, forward. I'm just trying to understand how the word works. He's pointing at the button, y'all. Where's it at? I bet. I will not be sitting without. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So Patagonia's and lattes cannot help himself, but we are at that time. So snap your hands wherever you're at, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, let's get on the beat. There we go. Slow it down just a little bit. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Z. Yeah. And this is a special edition. At Jazzy celebrating her birthday yeah, in this beach. Hey, you better go ahead with your finers, it's Jazzy. Hey, guys. It's hey. Ask Jazzy again. So this week's topic is about, I think I mentioned it earlier, but what constitutes a ride or die chick? Mm. Stupidity. Oh, <laughs> get it started, Hatshepsut. Get it started. Get it started. But I'm I'm asking the stereo bros today, like, is it? At I'm, you know, so this is my past birthday. I just turned thirty five. Yes, I'm it's lit. That much closer to forty, where? but I'm okay where? with that. Thirty five. Where? Thirty five. Where? 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 But yeah, like, uh, are my fellow thirty five and forty year olds uh, being ride or dies, mm-hmm. uh, or is that? Over Girl. for uh, women, or are, is there that like- are stops on this ride, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I am not signing up to die. Right. Um, I'm just gonna say, <laughs> let's start there. The closing doors, please. Okay, situational. It's situational. It's situational. It's situational. Door stuck. Yo, nah, um, bro, nah. Ride or Die is nothing but a song title from the 90s. Like, I'm just not going to do that. All right. J Lo Shep Suit. It's so cold in the shade. But even when, I, even when I was in high school, it was like, I'm all about this ride or die thing. You know? Right. Like, because when we were in high school, it was crazy things like, okay, I'm going to walk. I said I wasn't talking about high schools, right? But <laughs> I, I'm going to walk with this dude to night school because I know he needs that extra motivation and right. stuff like that. Right. And, you know, I, I might slide something on this extra college application because we got to go do these things. Right. However, right. investment, time, effort, motivating, cool. Yeah. But there was always a clear rule. Look, these, this love does not extend to jail time. Right. This I'm love does not extend to Not holding whiskey. your drugs for you. I am not holding your drugs for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm too cute for jail. Right. I ain't gonna survive. And and this jailbird love letter writing, that's just not, you know, because, mm-mm. Yeah, mm-mm. I agree. Sounds like somebody doesn't want to be a pen pal. Absolutely not. Who has the, who has the, the who time? has the time? The time. Back in the days, they wrote letters, not. okay? George Washington wrote a letter to his... You can't FaceTime me. You can't WhatsApp. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah, like, period. Well, in, in the feds now, you can FaceTime. And there's J... Nope. Did he just say feds? He said the feds. Damn. Now, well, let's talk about the opportunity of life. Like, people can get caught up, right? Yeah. There, can, there can be a crazy situation. And I do think, going back to holding people accountable for yeah. things, being open and honest, you lie to me? Oh... Right. The, the train has the train has landed, right? right? But <laughs> having a open conversation about things that are happening because people hit rough times, people get desperate. They're, they're all that, and I am not going to judge the level of anybody else's engagement. I just know what I'm going to put up right. with, right? 
And so I think everybody's ride or die is something different. And it's what you and your partner decide that's going right. to be. Yeah. And I definitely think, again, back to integrity of word, you follow through, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody out there is going to wait for this dude to come out. Yeah. Because that's what they talked about. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah. whatever. No judgment, sis. That's just not my. Right. But people go to jail for various reasons, right? So and it's not like, just about jail, but yeah. Oh, right. But no, it's not just about jail. But I'm just saying in the event, like somebody was going to jail, right? If it was for like, you know, you got arrested at a protest because we're like, you know, that's what we do. We're, you know, power to the people and we're out here protesting. I think it's safe to say, like, I will hold you down. Right. Like, Winnie Mandela held it, that man down. Huh? I said Winnie. Winnie, right. It's like Winnie. Winnie was the first to hold. Like the for a protest, you're doing about three hours. Right. (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) with the the overall thought process that, you know, the illegal activity is aligned with your morals. Now, let's say this illegal activity is for, like, shooting somebody because they ran into your drug spot. I don't think I'm right. I mean, I'm not, I personally am not riding or dying for that. And I think, you know, like the time for that passes, you know, like, like you said, high school, when you're younger, you knew people that dibbled and dabbled, you know, they might've been smart, but they dibbled and dabbled over here. You the other way. Right. But like, you have too much, I I think it also depends on what this ride or die chick has to lose because it's like, I'm a ride and die for you because I want you to be safe. But like. I can't keep you safe if I'm dead. So Listen, if I if I lose or, or my these. law license, if I lose, you know, that, like I, I work for, and I think there's also right now. So let's move moving away a little bit. If it's okay to shift away from the jail time, yeah, situation, yeah, yeah. I right? no, no, just, just just real quick, I just want to add one thing, and it's actually going to be pro uh, hot girl on this one. Oh, <laughs> oh just hear me on this one. I think any real guy is not going to ask for a lady to like. I watch Power, you know, great show on stars, right. Some of you guys, not dead, y'all. you guys may have heard of. Whoa, whoa! I ain't see it. Oh shit! Damn. Spoiler alert! You're lying. You I'm didn't dead know serious. That? I did not. Oh, but they've been talking about it all on social media. I, I've been, been avoiding. I've been avoiding oh. it. Yeah. Oh my god, she dead, boo. I was right about. The, no, stop, <laughs> okay, okay, stop, okay. stop saying that, please. Woo. Stop. Okay, stop. she's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are jerks. But the point I was going to make. That's a great point. The point I was going to make a was that. A real man wouldn't. No, it's not. Just. What I was going to say was that a real man wouldn't put a woman in that situation to begin with. Or once you saw that lady is not built for a certain lifestyle, would excuse her. So A real would, man wouldn't, but a lot of men you do. Wouldn't put, <laughs> you wouldn't put Shorty in a situation like that because I have friends who may have at some point been in situations and they told the lady, like, listen, I'm about to do a stretch. So if you want to move on with your life, I understand. The other side of that is like, yo, I'm about to do a stretch, hold me down. It's one thing if you say, like, listen, I'm going to need a friend. So if you want to partake as a friend and just, like, keep in contact, company. great. But by all stretch, if you want to go get married, you want to eat other dick dogs, do what you want to oh, do. You want the dick I think the guy that says, yo, lady, I'm not going to tie you while I'm up in the mountains, I respect that. But there's some, some boys that try to hold the woman down. And I think... The whole ride or die concept with respect to the street shit is a fallacy. Because if you're doing street shit, you personally set the consequences. You can't ex- you can't expect a person that didn't sign up for that. I guess Lala learned the hard way, based <laughs> on what they're saying now. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I guess Oops. if a person didn't, Damn, you know, sorry. 
didn't sign up for that, you can't hold them to like shit that you signed up for. Right. And and that's the whole thing with like having a real ass conversation. So I think where we're at right now, the ride or die is people going through rough times, whatever rough times are. Right. And so you should you should ride through. You sh- you if you if you if that's what you're about. If you if if you really respect your partner, I'm pointing and at, you, at Jazzy if with, you, the, with the eye side eye. Yes, go ahead. Right. <laughs> if if you see a future with your partner and you respect them and you understand that this is a short stop in your journey, then why not hold that person down? But some might disagree. Patagonians and lattes are giving me some look. I don't even know where it's coming I mean, from. Yeah, I we, think it. I think it varies. Like I'm of the belief that, um, as a man, sorry, as a man, if you're not, I don't know, for men, most of the time, it's okay for a woman to show up with nothing but some lingerie and like some tic tacs, and. You're supposed to accept it as is, right? <laughs> Versus, no, it's it's true. Like Sam is Sam is throwing that Sam through his headset. He put on his hat. Like Sam as a man, like, as wow. a man, you're supposed to be okay with building up a woman or like a woman expecting the world out of you, and she'll bring shit to the table. To me, I don't think that's a ride or die guy. If she's like, hey, I'm working on like my 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 wig business, so I want to sell you know fish dinners or whatever. I don't think that you should have to as a man. If you super focused and she's trying to figure shit out, I don't think you have to subject yourself to helping her figure shit out. I think if you believe in her potential and you choose to, yeah, but I don't think that as a man you have to like ride with somebody. And as a woman, you know, conversely, you know, vice versa, as you know, Miss Angelie would say, vice versa, I don't think any woman has to help build the guy up. I think if you want to, then you should, but what come with that is patience. You may see a person going one way, but if you choose to ride with somebody as they figure out their life, you got to give them that room to fuck up and figure shit out. You may think that, you know, Jaquel or Jatisha could be a nurse practitioner, but they just may want to be a, a bottle boy or a bottle girl. Right, but if they say they want to be more, why would you not? But to what extent? Because if a chick say, yo, listen, right now, um, well, I would never bring a chick out of the... The club, nah, it's not it's not how I'm built. Right. I'm not built for none of that. I'm, right. I'm not built to, like, build a girl. I'm not here to help you figure shit out. You can, you, you can figure shit out in the library or somewhere else or on oh on uh, Tinder or some other shit. Right. I'm not built like that. I'm not built for figuring shit out. I'm just not okay. who I am. Okay. But hypothetically, if I ever did choose to, <laughs> and you say that you want to go to, I don't know, let's say you want to get your, your, first, your first bachelor's or you want to be a singer or a ballet dancer or I'm trying to find an example that's concrete. Let's say you wanted to be um, a classical singer and you wanted me to help you pay for school. First question is, okay, why don't you have the money to pay for your own dream? All right, fine, you don't have it. Cool. Do I believe in you enough to pay for you to go through this shit and then do I care enough about the bread that I can separate with it? Mm Mm-hmm. If I can give you the bread and not feel away if you, you know, get famous and dump me, then fine. <laughs> but if I care about the bread, if I pay like the ten grand you need for school, and I got ten grand to give, and I'm just like, oh fuck it, like she dope and I believe in her, and if she make it, and 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 forget me, then cool, great. But if that ten grand is the ten grand I need to to fund my own dream, and I give it to you, 
and you fuck around, turn around and date, you know, um, one of these weirdo rappers with colorful hair, right? And face tats, I'm gonna feel away, right? I think, I think the the challenging part. See, nothing you said was like wrong, right? I know it wasn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but it's the idea that like the message that is not the messaging to women. It's just not the messaging to young women, young girls. It's just not the I. It is romanticized to be that girl that's willing to endure. That's willing to that like, yeah, it makes you a better girlfriend. You're willing to suffer on behalf of this Listen. this man, you know. What and I'm that's saying? wild trash. And like, I'll be the first semi decent guy to say that that's bullshit because I don't think that women, especially black women, should be tested by how much they can endure. But that Aww. is the and that's beautiful. Aww, Both of Bernie Sanders. But but at the same oh time. God. But at the same time, it's still... My it, dad said he voting for Joe Biden, y'all. I don't know. Mm. Oh, Biden no. smoked that last debate, though. He smoked it. He was like, Warren, shut up, you bitch. <laughs> Pretty much. He ain't saying them exact words, but he was yeah. throwing haymakers. But black people out here really voting for Joe Biden. This is crazy. It'll be better when Biden. It's not a bad combo. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, o- I'm over it already. Um, but... But, um, I, yeah, I just think it's a matter of the messaging. I think that, like, you know, women are very often reminded of the scarcity of their kind of guy. And, yep. and, you know, they're constantly pitted in competition with each other. And so what is the competition, right? Who can suffer more on behalf of this man's love? My, my it, right, it adds to my value. And, like, where do they learn that? Like, some of these women learn that in their fathers who, who might or might not disappear physically or emotionally. Like, they learn to kind of wait on this man to decide when she's good enough for a visit or good enough for a, for a compliment or good enough for him to show up and they take it right into all of the rest of their romantic relationships you know what I mean like I mean I agree with that whole like his, my part of my added value package mm-hmm. as a woman is I can be endure do anything this dude needs on yeah. his support system. The whole, and I do think there's also this accomplishment complex, right? Yeah. Like I was there when this happened. I was shooting in the gym with you and right. now you made it. And I that's also, this, this is, this is another, way. this is exactly like I was there when he was nothing to, to something. And that like becomes like a medal and something else to say, like, this is another accomplishment that I yeah. have. Right. So yeah. part of it is, okay, yes, you care about this person, but then there's other part of it. Like it's an ego thing. Like I did this mm-hmm. and, that's unfortunate that they romanticize it so much and what people put out there as this is what you should be doing. Because here's as we frame this conversation, like what defines a ride or die? Yeah. Not how much is like not we're not talking about boundaries that need to be set. We're not talking about open communication. We're not talking about setting expectations, things mm-hmm. of that. So we're like, what 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 is really a ride or die? Because a ride or die is something that you want to be. That's right. how it's always been presented. It's not like, hey, get into a healthy relationship. Establish some boundaries. <laughs> uh, never really about here's, that. Here's 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 what open communication looks like. Right. Let's think about healthy, he- healthy uh, coping skills coping mechanisms. Yeah, yeah. Like let's 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 talk about our histories, our past. Let's put this right. up. What, what are the like? I mean, we kind of we we we've talked around like when um, Patagonia was talking about. All right, so I'm living a street life. Right. I don't think you built this way. Right. Keep it moving. Or I'm living a street life. You come in. That that's right. an open. I mean, it's probably yeah. not the conversation we want our kids to be having, but if that's what it is, that's yeah. very different from the fact that like the general concept of us trying to get this extra stripe as a ride or die chick because yeah. that's something that people want because they've told us that we need to be somewhat sacrificial. Right. Right. So like, why? Little, little Kim. 
without expecting too. Oh, oh yes, yes. You because ha- you have to deny yourself. Oh, listen, because I can't have these things because I got, I got to do it for you, and it's just it, it's very. And at a superficial level, and ex- expecting essentially, not even expecting, but being satif- satisfied or satiated with the bare minimum of I just have a man. Right. Or I have somebody that's claiming me. Right. Or I am claimed or I belong to this other person. And so right. because I have that, I should be his end all be all. Right. And just be okay and not realizing that the idea of reciprocity and the back and forth, like, if you're not getting none of that, then sis, you need to tap mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's not, let's not forget that, like... Not for nothing, there are there are dudes who fall into that too. There's oh, yeah, a percentage no. of men that fall into this whole like ride or die thing. Exactly. Listen, it, it, if your shorty is outside her mind, she's outside her mind. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta let that yeah, girl man. go. Because I've girl. seen very quality. I mean, and you know, and soft. The word soft often gets a, a bad rap, right? Like oh, I think soft. it's very strong. Emotionally but it's like aware. right, someone who's very soft. emotionally intelligent. Soft. Open. Stop it. <laughs> no, but like, I think that there is, you know, when you meet a man who is like genteel, like genteel, genteel, genteel kind, kind. Like very kind, Open. and then he gets Soft. connected. I need to <laughs> he gets connected to this like temptress of a woman. Like, she's like a powerhouse, and she's just. Look, around that pinky finger, destroying that man. Woo! And now he got all this extra trauma Woo! and baggage that everybody else. And she's wearing boxers. Oh, my God. It's terrible. <laughs> One of my favorite phases. I'm like, I don't know who did this to you, but I'm not going to deal with right. it. Because, like, like, the fact is we do, you know, before we heal, we do wear emotional baggage of previous relationships. So, like, if it happens both ways. So, speaking gender neutrally right now, both men and women put people through the ringer. Hurt yeah. people, hurt people. Not all hurt of us. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Not all of us. The ones that do. Some have of us are just genuine. The ones people. that do have the raggedy hot girl T-shirts. They definitely hurt. They're the ones that bought them. Run, girl! If you see him with the tell raggedy him why you mad, hot girl T-shirt, tell him why you mad. Run, just run. It's better. It's better for everybody. Exactly. You know, we're trying to slow down the cycles. <laughs> Next episode, we bring some oranges. To see, throw them. You see how that didn't land? That's all right. We'll just edit that out. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so there's different there's different levels to riding or dying, and it depends on what uh what environment you're 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 evaluating in. I guess so. I got I mad science. So. All right. Well, I mean, the only thing I'll say is that as a as a young man, kings protect your hearts and wallets. I say this all the time. Watch out for these brunch scammers. There's also vacation scammers too. A chicken have you taken her to Dubai and and she's taking mad pictures, not giving you no photo wait credit. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not giving you no panty pie. Not giving you no panty pie, nothing. Not for nothing. You know what vacation. you know what that reminds me of? The fact that there is such a po- like there's such polar differences in women that ask for like forty dollars from a dude. And then you have bitches getting whole trips. Right. <laughs> trips. How are you scamming niggas out of trips? Chicks that are asking niggas for forty dollars. I don't know what you're doing with the forty dollars. You know, Aim higher. A dude spending his a dude spending his <laughs> own <higher>. money. <laughs> a dude spending his own money is giving forty dollars. The scammers is is giving whole trips because even athletes. Like I know a couple of pro athletes. Yeah. They not sending chicks like unless it's wifey or like the actual like chick they care about. They not. Take her home on a trip. Like, hey, I just met you last week, and I want to impress you. So I'm taking you to. Like, I'm not saying it's it's never happening. Who does that? The, the investment bankers. I'm not saying it's never happening. Cause I was like, um, I'm, I'm so saying, no, no, no. Jazzy, J, Jazzy nailed it. The people that are taking tri- pe- uh, women on trips, 
to crazy places like Monaco and St. Martin, the Dutch side. Yeah. On, <laughs> on, the, on the second date, specifically date. the Dutch side, specifically because the French side is not good enough. Yeah, we can all that. No, yeah, we can all that out there. Croatia, all that. Yeah, we can Croatia. Dudes is. doing all that on the second date are the dudes that don't know any better. Because dudes that know better, I'm not saying that they're never taking chicks out on vacation. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they're not doing that. Second what exactly date. is no better? Meaning they've been around the block enough to know, like I'm not just going to be taking a trip on the on the. On the on a trip, if I ain't get no penny pie, or if I ain't got a penny pie already. I mean, but then again, the pe- I'm, I'm not, look at the button. I'm, yeah, I just <laughs> I, there's so many wrong things I'm, I'm not gonna address. No, because chicks is getting flued out and taking mad pictures and not giving it up. I'm not saying you have to. Oh God! <laughs> How? I gotta, I gotta, put the, I gotta. I, Listen, don't I don't mean to me. Don't mean to me. You know, I physically can't. Don't right mean to me. Don't mean to me. Nah, don't don't mean to me. Um, do not mean to me. I'm just dear stereo Don't mean to me. Um, don't be to me. Audience, I want you to just ignore the words don't that are coming out of this man's mouth because I just don't I, mean I'm to me, bro. To don't mean to me. Listen, don't mute, mean to yeah, me. Don't me do him. Mute his ass. Yes, you are muted, <laughs> just, sir. Just mute him. All right. Well, new music time. That's crazy. New music because oh I know what I mean. New music. New um, music. We hope you so, don't know what he means. This is crazy. I'm shutting. Got a mute Sokanista because she out here wailing. She's so wailing. First of all, do not do not speak to Sokanista in that manner. Move that, that whole side not... of the room right there because they, they're, they're dangerous, bro. They're dangerous. Ooh. The podcast is going a whole different direction that I didn't, I didn't anticipate. <laughs> whole new season, I'm trying to get my spirit right and they're out here wailing. I'm not trying to get me too'd. I'm not trying to be a hashtag. I'm not trying to do none of that. I'm we're trying gonna, to live. We're going to make sure that. I just lost five pounds. I'm trying to live. Big right. pun voice. Right. Five pounds? <laughs> Roughly. <laughs> Roughly. <laughs> I'm trying to go to Morocco in January, so I got to get right, man. Um, but new music from me is from the homie Berlin. Oh, Berlin. Shout out to my guy, Berlin. Yeah, you know what I mean? Berlin. Songs off his, his project, Jet Life. It's called Burbank. Here's that. It's Berlin, bitch. I'll be flying out of Burbank. Bitch broke, trying to get the bread out of Burst Bank. I'm building my buzz, about to blow up like a bomb. Yo, Brody be bugging, he passed the blunt like a baton. She coming to my crib tonight. She gon' get this dick tonight. I be on that, straight up on that. I be on that crib tonight. I'm feeling Superman, that Cali green just always get me right. Copping sativa grams, handling business with Michael Bright. She stressing me out, and I don't need this shit. If she don't add value. And I'm back with another song. Um, you know, I cannot help myself. This is this is the 35th episode and season, the first episode of our new season. And I had to bless it, I obviously, with a Haitian track. Hey. <laughs> so hey. this is called, um, you know, for Haitian people, we love a good Guyad record. This song is called Yayad Su Yayad. Okay. What and are they talking about? So I was gonna ask. So like this, this version, and it's by TJ DJ T Shock and T Dash G. But that's a good point. What are they talking about? So so when someone says a yayad or guyad, that's like the 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 ver- the plugge part of a song. So you know when you see Haitian people dancing, and then they'll get a, a moment where it's like really intimate, like it's like slow grinding. That's guyad. Mm. So like an abbreviation of that. <sighs> <laughs> So then, like, so if they're saying like something like yeah, yeah, su yeah, yeah, it's kind of like saying like you know like this is like get, the, get to the sexy. Part. This, this is this is this is the part. You know what I'm saying? This is the song for it. And, and that's I why Haitian guys, guys have three families each, right? 
I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> and here it is. This week is Summer Walker. I love her. She's so, her music, she has such a beautiful voice, number one. Factory. Like, her yeah. voice is amazing. Um, And I picked Nobody Else. That's the one of the songs good from one. her new album. It's a good album. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a good, it's a good piece of work. Difficult. I don't know why you So, oh, our special guest. Well, you know, you know, I must pick a soca song. Yes. Uh, um, I am loving lyricals. Ruction right now, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I love I love a song that a good power song that'll get you like some power soca. It's power soca. Were you soca Miami Carnival? I was not in Miami Carnival. Oh. I was not in Miami Carnival. Yes, Miami but Soca Tribe was there. There was some there was some Soca Tribe uh, tattoos and bumpers and you know we out there it. branded everywhere. We're, I love it. We're recruiting Soca Tribe ambassadors, so drop us an email. Ooh. We chat. Anyway, anyhow, no guy getting low because I had ten drinks in a row. Head bad and a proud, rail mass in a crowd, pipes high like a cloud, and the whole place getting low. Time that I check, hey. we lost my shop all fit. Yeah. Last time that I check, hey. whole party get wrecked. Yeah. Last time that I check, hey. everybody in sweat. sweat. Last time that I check, only hey. police upset. What's next for Soka Tribe? What is next for Soka Tribe? So, uh, we are, we being me, <laughs> I am writing a theatrical production called Culture Unmuted. You bet, you better write it. Um, Won't she write it? (laughs) Uh, We, uh, yeah, flashback to uh, a history fact. Uh, Three of the four folks in this room used to work on musicals in high school together. So it's like literally going back to those days. Uh, Culture Muted is going to tell the story about how people are. To look at chicks. Facts. One of them just came to practice (laughs) to recruit and look at chicks. I only no no the the step thing. Yeah, I was doing. I was I was there to yes 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 recruit. 
Um, no comments. Are we gonna let, let that go? Because we I was I was told that I had some no high school requirements, which I've totally just broken all the whole call, the whole um, podcast. But so contributed is really about bringing forth to the forefront that like the people are the holders of the culture, protectors of the culture, and the community. Um, it's set in DC home base right now there's actually there's a movement called don't mute dc this is pretty much mirrors what's happened what's happened or happening in flatbush with the steel pan yards and permit patty so yeah. there's a similar thing happened in dc with gogo music mm-hmm. and the uh, new neighbors um yeah. and what many people don't know so it's taking it full circle back to soka trap's mission of really exposing the world to the true traditions and uh of carnival uh we literally had to fight for it and there was a time called the Campbell riots and just so through the play it's you you touched a little bit of all of those things so, um yeah so that's that's gonna be coming out next june so y'all keep an eye yeah. out um whoop, whoop, whoop. and we're gonna be mashing up the road in trinidad yeah. mashing up the road real so, things real things so you might want to get on our list speaking of trinidad yes how can they become a part of your trinidad carnival experience like give them all information that they can book definitely so i want you guys to head over to socatribe.com that is our hub and source for all things so whether you want to show up at a class soka with a k s-o-k-a-t-r-i-b-e.com if you want to show up for the class there's there there's also a link at the bottom of the page to join us on our trip we literally have a few spots left depending on when this podcast drops we may be gone um but there's always next year uh Trinidad planning literally takes a year. So don't sleep. Ooh, don't wait yes. for the last moment. Yes. It, we we make it easy, but you got to give us your deposit first. So we're going to take care of things right. after that. Right. Like, um, you going to be sleeping in the airport. And you can definitely <laughs> book us for uh, school assemblies, mm. parties, uh, galas, mm. divorce parties, mm. get-together parties. parties. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it's real. Sometimes <laughs> you want to get lit. Um, so whether it's classes or, you know, edutainment, clearly, like, we are well-versed in our cultural carnival community. If you want to do diversity program, we do that, too. So holla at your girl. Yeah. Info at SokaTribe.com. It's been a joy with y'all today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thoroughly yes. encourage all the Stereo Bros listeners that only tune in for uh, Patagonian Latte's uh, hood underground hip hop picks. <laughs> I encourage you to experience something different than you're used to, mm-hmm. and bring your behind to Trinidad and get a little a little Caribbean culture up in ya. Yeah. Bring your yeah. knife and your. No, I'm kidding. No, no. It's, nah, it's actually it's actually only like a really good time. Waistlines only. Please. Quality actually... waistlines. All waistlines matter. Good vibes only. We bring the carnival vibe to you. So if you're coming with us, good vibes only. We, we tell us. In. Go out there. there go out there. Take take several naps and go out there and there will be no naps. fall in lust fall in lust no sir you don't sleep no sir there's no sleep there is no fall in sleep. lust we, we, we have to fat we playing math fact. there is no Look, sleep fat to fat to fat listen and i need my naps they bugging i need all my naps be like all oh, oh, naps matter He's i take a, a daddy daughter nap i take a daddy daughter nap and a daddy daughter son nap every saturday b all <laughs> naps matter all <laughs> naps matter i'm going to crop over at some point in the future but when i go Kids will be older, so the naps will be shorter, but... There will be no naps. Crop over <laughs> don't have no naps neither. Right. Get your B12. Look, get you got to get your beige and walk up down. Yep. Listen, all, listen, listen. Pure peanut punch in Guinness. Yep. Just just keep it going. They don't drink peanut punch in, in Barbados. They drink um mad rum. And I don't, I'm not really a rum guy like that. It's too I much sugar. Rum. Sugar in the summer and me, like, that shit don't mix. John, Johnny and coconut water. Mm-hmm. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Yep. and get the sauce you need yep. and so the way the sweat be working it's a nice balance yep. cause you're like never too hot ish 
but you know you're sweating yeah. and you got the Johnny lubricating the things <laughs> and you got the coconut water replenishing the things the things right. and so you know it'd be a good time right so all those interested holla at her you got all her socials Jazzy what's your word of the of the week to wrap up with uh, how am I feeling um you know, enjoy the moment. You know, this is, uh, you know, birthdays are a time to like a rebirth of uh, reorganization, refocus, and reflection. It's not like she goes to like a, a, a media crisis or something no, like that. No, not reflecting and, and all that. And all actual, like literally, I had a panic attack when I turned thirty. I literally was having anxiety attacks. Like, what's going on in my life? I don't know what are we doing? It wasn't just you, girl. And it's like literally the opposite. Like, even though I don't necessarily have the next couple years mapped out, I'm super like, you New know, job. everything happens for a reason. I'm in the well, right you look place. Good, girl, you look good. Thank you. New you're job and no lap, B. New job. You know, so, you know, everything in his time. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, take a moment to take reflection of what you have in your life and be thankful. No matter, you could be living in the car on the side of the road. There's something going on that was good for you. Maybe Real a stranger talk. gave you some money or food today. I don't know. Or that Popeye's chicken sandwich. There's always a, a, a there's always a good thing to think about that happened in your life. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Um, I have. Uh, it's about to call the book. Watch. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can't read all the books. I can't be Read all the books and shit. Shaming people that read. <laughs> Listen, no. I read mad books too, just not type books that is bashing men. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh my god. I'm, uh, listen, I'm kidding. Don't me to me, B. <laughs> don't, don't, do not mute me. Don't, don't do not don't mute or me to yourself. Don't Cuba Good and yes. Junior me or nothing like that, B. See, well, see, don't Cuba me. He's wild. He's wild, guilty. <laughs> he's wild. He, yo, he's he. Wild, listen, I thought he was a good actor. Yeah. He was a Boys in the Hood, like. I'm yeah. sick of this shit. Right, no, he's you ain't sick of nothing. This motherfucker's in the club. Well, there's a video of him talking. Like, he gets on the mic like, I ain't even said, but he was wailing. No, he is. He's losing he's his mind. He's a wild dude. Um, Yo, it's Mercury Retrograde to the end of the month, oh, is it? I, that's what I was, I was like, I don't need this again. Fellas, protect your hearts and wallets. It's Mercury Retrograde. They told us this retro, retroactive uh, shit but again. Listen, but listen, at the same time, um, it's actually a really good opportunity for you to like dig deep and figure out why you do the things you do instead of freaking mm. the fuck out look at so, the mirror it'll tell you everything you need to know uh that is true though and so my word for this week is to kind of just like you'll be honest with first yourself and everybody around you to the best of your ability i like that that's it mm-hmm. i mean i'll keep it simple merch we got it <laughs> make content great again stereo bros Ooh. stereo bros cop the merch if you me- if you mess with us, rep rep the yeah, brand. I mean, rep the brand. We almost sold that again, but make make content great against what we're trying to do. Cop the merch. I do drop offs. <laughs> ship the actual storefront is coming soon. We about to have an e store, but until then, I'm hand in hand with it. Um, so holla at us, man. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Yes. Episode 35, new season. Yeah. New shit, new shit. So good tribe again. So good. Yes. Thanks for coming up. Yeah. We have so many exciting new things. Shout out to Creative Sam at Blackroom Studios for having us again. We extra lit over and out. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.